Welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. My name is Nash Mackey. It's an absolute honor to have your company here today. I create these interviews for you. I want to see you win. I want to add value in your life. And so not only do I hope to bring you the best guests and ask them the best questions, but I actually want to take that a step further above and beyond just listening to these interviews. I want to actually offer you the opportunity to be part of these interviews. And the way you do that is head over to imnashmackey.com, subscribe, and you'll be notified before I interview my future guests. And you get the opportunity to send your questions in and I ask them to our amazing guests on your behalf. So that's just a a gift I wanted to offer you to fuel you on your journey. I I feel very privileged to connect with these people. So I wanted to extend that to you. And while you're there, book in a one-on-one free strategy call with me. And I want to sit down with you and help you map out your future, help you map out your goals, your vision, and start working on the beliefs, start crafting an identity so you can actually step into the sort of person you need to be to hold the success in the future you really want to create. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. So Lockie Stewart, thank you so much for joining us on the Thoughts on Purpose podcast, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Brilliant, brother. Uh, guys, Lockie is a, a coach and a mentor. He's the founder of the Man That Can Project. And uh, through his work, he's dedicated to supporting men live with confidence and purpose. It's uh, a mission that's very near and dear to my heart too, Lockie. So thanks for all you do. Thanks for the way you show up in the world. And thanks for being here today, man. Really do appreciate it. Appreciate being on here, man. It's it's an honor to be asked on here. I know we've gone back and forth with conversation and now it's finally happened. So I'm excited, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, man, absolutely, absolutely. So you're in Bali at the moment. You were just telling me you're uh, training for the CrossFit. Uh, what what was the exact term? Training for the CrossFit Open, okay. which is on on. It starts on the tenth of October. Yep, so excellent. That's brilliant. And fitness and health is a huge part of your your life, there, brother. I've noticed on your uh, social media accounts. Yeah, mate. It's uh, it's extremely important. It's something I neglected, as I just touched on with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I retired like professionally back in 2012 or 13 or something like that and then just played a little bit of footy here and there. But 2014 was sort of that where I just cut twice. I had 2014 to 2017 where I didn't do any sport. Um, so I'd noticed, you know, that was sort of the toughest periods of my life. Um, and so now it's sort of like something that's just as important to me as brushing my teeth. Wow. It's, it's, it's a vital routine and habit. That's, that's, uh, that's full on. And I can see that definitely in the way you show up. Um, it's a great contrast because uh, the work you do with guys, uh, you know, it's all around the, the mind and actually developing yourself as being and uh, seeing your progression over the, I, I don't know how long, it's, it must have been close to years I've followed you now. And I've seen your progression in fitness. It's just incredible, your dedication, the way you show up. And I think you bring that to guys in other areas of their life as well. You're able to translate that to people, which is really powerful. So looking forward to diving into that with you, man, of how you, how you get your mentality right to get it in the game. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation, man. So am I, man. It's going to be awesome. Yep, yep, absolutely. So... You know, you touched that you had a bit of a, a low spot there when you kind of gave up rugby. Um, you're, you're educating people on, on finding more purpose in their life, building confidence. 
so there's obviously been in a, a time in your life where you felt you didn't have either of those, I'm guessing. Yep. 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 So, yeah. so, so can you, can you kind of explain to us what that time was like and what you were going through just to sort of paint a picture for people where you were and will progress to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. Sure. That's a great question. I think, um, where, when that all happened, my, I guess, the confidence and the purpose ended when I lost my identity as a rugby player. So I went from feeling like I'd achieved everything that my, you know, I was building towards as a, as a young man. And then when that finished up, I sort of left out there with no real idea of who the hell I was outside of the rugby player. And I lost all the things that went with that. I lost the recognition. I lost the, you know, the, the desire to show up for something bigger than myself every day, which is obviously training and the team and the, the burning desire to want to, be the best um and so when that sort of ended i was just lucky and i didn't really have any of who that was and i didn't have any confidence in my ability to do other things outside of you know throw a footy around or run really fast that was what you know if you put me on the running track or if you put me on the footy field i was fairly confident anything else in my life i was like no idea here because i hadn't spent the time focusing and uh focusing on that and i guess being intentional with that and trying to be better so when i was in that point, that was sort of where I hit rock bottom. And that, that rock bottom period went from, you know, drugs, alcohol, self-sabotaging, and really just trying to, I was screaming out for help in a weird way. I was, didn't have the, the skills to be able to reach out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. So I just did it through, you know, abuse and all that kind of stuff, which looking back in my own weird way, it was me screaming out for help, but I didn't really have anyone around me who saw saw it for what it was um so i think you know going into why i want to help men build confidence and why i want to help men find their purpose and you know that's and we'll touch on purpose a little bit in a minute because i think it's something that everyone's trying to find purpose but uh, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting conversation in itself Mm -hmm. but having the confidence to know that men as we are and goes for women as well we all have the ability to learn grow and develop as we've always done but because it's so foreign to us you know we spend the first 18 years of our life learning growing and developing but it's generally around stuff that the schooling system teaches us right mm-hmm. we don't learn taxes we don't learn um how to communicate properly we have learned how to speak english but we don't really learn how to talk right and you know and that talk comes back to talk with ourselves as well our internal dialogue and how we Communicate. So there's a lot of men running around at the moment who lack self-confidence because they don't understand just how incredible they are to have learnt, you know, the things that they've learnt to be where they currently are. They don't have the self-esteem because we don't know how to communicate. And we fail and get frustrated or, you know, we walk away from something because we haven't communicated it properly. We just keep beating ourselves down and down and down and we just end up being this burning ball of anger and resentment, which is a lot of the men that I work with are in that position and that's obviously where I was. So my belief is that if we can reinstall confidence in men, so confidence to be their authentic self, and that means communicating how they feel, you know, lights, lights them up, aligns with them, whatever that looks like, the confidence to pursue things that they believe in and are passionate about, the confidence to stand strong in a relationship because you see it time and time again, men will stay in relationships just because, you know, and sorry, this is females as well. So I'm not just saying mm-hmm. men, but we'll stay in relationships just because they've been in it for 20, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years. And there's no 
there's no alignment there. So they're, you know, miserable. Mm-hmm. So it's helping give men the confidence back to take control of their life. Yep. And then we go to the purpose side. This is, I think, the, the, the fun thing. And I don't know whether you've seen a lot of the uh, talk around is like everyone's trying to find their purpose. And they think it's like this golden pot or pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, mm-hmm. which it is if you find it. And I, I don't feel everyone will find it. I truly believe not everyone will. And I didn't think everyone's destined to find it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, someone's purpose could be pretty much trying to pursue a purpose. I think mm-hmm. it gives you purpose. Yep. And it's really identifying it. But I think, you know, purpose is put up on this pedestal as, you know, something that's going to ultimately change the world, like, you know, an Elon Musk or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I believe, you know, whatever, if something, if someone finds something bigger than themselves to get themselves out of bed every day, that's purpose. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be this incredible thing that, you know, is going to woo everyone. You know, my purpose four years ago when I found footy was just to get off of drugs and to find myself. That was my purpose. And mm-hmm. it slowly evolved. And I've done, and when I, when I share my story, people ask, how did you get to where you are now? And it's like, I've done Uber driving. I've done bricklaying. I've been a carpenter. I've been a dish pig. I've done all these things. And as soon as I didn't like them, I left. I didn't sit in one position and be like, oh, maybe I should try something else. Maybe I shouldn't. I was just like, no, that's done. And I would take away what I enjoyed from that, that role and what I didn't enjoy from that role. Then I would go searching for the next thing that sort of had what I enjoyed and hopefully gave me something else that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And as you know, my purpose was just finding something that I enjoyed doing every day. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm where I am now, which is what I feel my purpose is right now, which is, as you touched on before, helping men to improve their confidence and find more purpose in their life. Mm-hmm. Powerful stuff, man. So you've, you've kind of narrowed that down through, through your own journey of like actually what you struggled with. Is that how you've kind of tapped into the work you're doing now? You're like, this is how, who, I, who I want to show up as. This is how I want to support people. Is that sort of the process you've done there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's all it, because I can't, you know, I, I'm massive. Integrity is one of my highest values and congruency. I can't stand there and say, this is going to work for you if I haven't personally done it myself. And I'll mm-hmm. never tell people to do something that I haven't personally done before. Even if I know it can work, I could say, go try it for yourself. But I can't stand behind it and say, you know, I did. But this is, this is my experience. These are the things that I experienced. This is what I went through. These are the sort of things that popped up. And this is how I, I overcame it. And then, yep. you know, trying to bring awareness into those uh, men's life is, you know, because ultimately there's, you know, let's, let's even say right now, I'm in Bali, the, the way to the beach is the same for everyone if you get on the road, but everyone's experience is going to be different going there. Like you might have to dodge a pothole. You might have to, you know, might, might get a bug in your eye. You know, there's all these things. And I think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day it's up to each of us to put our hand up and go right for me to work out how this is going to best work for me i have to just take that step Mm -hmm. you can get guidance as much as you want but yeah moving forward is is the way to do it yeah man absolutely i love it so i'm curious Lockie. so now that you've obviously on the other side of all this and you're really making progress and you're living a purposeful life what you believe is the most purposeful life uh, do you, can you look back on those times where you were really down and out? So you sort of left rugby. Can you look back on those times now and say with kind of conviction, I guess, that those times were necessary 
for you to get to where you are today? And I ask this question simply to act as a, a light at the end of the tunnel for people who might be going through a challenging time. Yeah, yeah I, I think 1,000%. I think and I'll share a story. I was having a chat with you about breakfast yeah, uh, two days ago. And he was mm-hmm. saying, do you feel people who break through and empower others need to have had some kind of adversity in their life? And it was actually a great question. Now, after sort of having the discussion, I don't think so. I think adversity, you know, can completely ruin some people and send them way off track. And it can really light a candle under some people to just, you know, get going to where they want to go and get mm-hmm. out of that sort of pain point, right? Because no yeah. one likes being in pain. It's just, and then there's the other side of the fence where there's, you know, I've met so many incredible people who haven't come from adversity. They've just been like, I want to be better. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, you know, you can learn from people's experiences or you can learn from your own, ex- or own experiences or both. Mm-hmm. Ideally, it's probably better to learn from other people's experiences because then you don't have to go through it, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, most of us, unfortunately, don't make that change. And I was one of those people who didn't, you know, deep down when I was going through all the, the drugs and the alcohol and stuff, I woke up, you know, that many mornings where I'd done something stupid or was hung over or, or whatever. And I was just sitting there. I still remember one time I was sitting in the gutter and I was like, I, f- I feel like I'm so much better than this. And I should be doing so much better than this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kept having my own experiences and there was never that sort of that, that one thing to make me go, right. I'm going to do whatever it takes to change it until there was, which was after that was probably four years later. Mm-hmm. And that was, mm-hmm that that significant event so i don't for me to get to where i was it's definitely been all my life experience but i also believe that every single one of us yourself included we've all had some kind of adversity mm-hmm. and we can't compare it right like um i was saying to the guy this morning like uh if you know my partner she's from png so in png there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with like you know they still burn witches and wow you know what they believe is witches like and like their value on life is non-existent like they'll mm. chop someone's head off if they need to. Whereas, so for someone growing up seeing that, they would, you know, eventually just, that's normal. But for me, mm. if I saw that, I would freak out. And that's crazy, right? Probably for yep. you and probably for a lot of people. So I think what adversity is for each individual is their own, is their own journey mm-hmm. based around, you know, our past experiences and what, what we've been exposed to. So I think if everyone took the time to reflect on their life, they would have overcome some adversity in some way. And if they also then looked at that journey and were like, right, well, what can I learn from my own adversity? Everyone can have these massive breakthroughs because it's just the learnings we want from that adversity. It doesn't matter how you know, big it's perceived as, mm. in, in my opinion. Absolutely, man. I, and, and I would actually, well, this has been my observation and I've heard a few other people say it as well, but life life has adversity, like adversity is part of life. It's, it's going to happen. And if you're not experiencing adversity, then, uh, well, I'll say it a more elegant way. You need, you need to experience some level of adversity to a degree to actually grow. And the key is, I believe is to actually go out and choose adversity that is toward or in a direction that you want to go because life will throw it at you no matter what. And when, if it's, yep. when it's adversity to do with nothing that you think is, you know, to do with where you want to be, that's when it's really challenging. But if you can see your adversity is on the way, that's when you're able to handle it. And, uh, you know, the beautiful thing is just a perspective thing. And, you know, even if you 
got a particular challenge and it's nothing to do with where you want to be, you can actually just reframe it and use it. So, yeah. So it's, all, it's all, all, all perspective. And that's why fitness is such a important part for me because all the it, fitness is adversity, right? Like training for a sport is an adversity, right? Every time you lift a heavier weight or you have an injury or you, you know, you don't eat well, you don't sleep well, that's adversity <laughs> yep. to, the, to the end goal. And you can take those lessons and fine tuning things to other aspects of your life, whether it's your business, your relationship, um, growing as, as a man. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what happened when I, when I got injured? I didn't stop training completely. I just rehabilitated myself and worked on another weakness. Mm-hmm. What happened you know, in my business when that didn't work for me? I didn't just close the business down. I tried something different and it came from a different angle. Like we've we got to continually problem solve. Yep. If we want to get the result rather than just waving the white flag and be like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Man, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not done until you take that last breath, man. Absolutely. Exactly. So let's talk about toxic masculinity. Um, this is a bit of a deep topic, but I want to touch on it simply because I hear a lot of guys. It was funny. I heard a, heard a young guy. I was kind of mentioning that I do coaching and everything to this young guy the other day. And he was sort of shaking his head and he's like, yeah, I know this. We've got to do something about this toxic masculinity. And I hear a lot of people just kind of sparked me. And I was thinking, I wonder what he thinks toxic masculinity is. But um, like, I've got my opinion of it, but you know, you're working with a lot of men and I'm curious what your um, perspective is on toxic masculinity. Yeah. Toxic masculinity. It's, I don't think it's just toxic mas- masculinity. I think it's just toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. like I, I believe, you know, if you and this works on both sides of the fence because there's women who, you know, act the same act the same way. And of course, if you, wolf, you know, toxic masculinity is like how apparently how men wolf whistle at women and you know do all this disgusting stuff. And I'm like, I've seen it on both sides of the fence, and oh, that's yeah. not just because you're a male that you do that. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking. Am I allowed to swear? By the way, oh man, sorry, <laughs> go for gold. Yeah, sorry, I've been holding it in. <laughs> Um, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's an action. And, you know, I, I put my hand up. I've done all that sort of stuff. Yep. I've been yep. one of those, you know, toxic masculine pigs that, you know, that's being portrayed, but that wasn't because I was a man because I'm still a man right now. I'm still the mm-hmm. same person. I yep. just view things in a different perspective mm-hmm. and my environment has changed dramatically. And I, the way I perceive things, whereas I know if I were to go back to my old environment, those things are still uh, acted upon and they're also received by the opposite sex or invite and, and that works both both ways mm-hmm. so i personally you know when i hear toxic masculinity it's i think it's a toxic environment mm-hmm. and I, I don't feel that men actually i speak strongly about this i don't feel that men should be tossed under that blanket you know it's a stereotype now that if you go hang out at the pub with boys you're going to generally be slandering women and carrying on like an idiot Mm-hmm. Whereas I've been in the pub plenty of times right now, not right now, but like in the past four years where we actually have really incredibly connected conversation. Yep, absolutely. So I think it's, you know, if we don't allow the breathing space and if we don't shift what, what is actually happening here, it's because it's, it's not just the men, it's the environment and it's a lot of stuff that needs to be learned. It's like, okay, well, if this toxic masculinity is happening, if men are wolf whistling, if men are, um, degrading women if men are acting like pigs what's what's causing that mm-hmm. yeah because those men can be saved yeah but if you keep saying that's a toxic fucking man 
they're going to attach themselves to the stereotypes of what that is mm-hmm. rather than going, all right, well, the reason for this person's actions. And if it's a female as well, the reason for her actions is they're hurting. Yep. There's something that's being missed here. And it's not just men. It's a fucking whole environmental thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, it's a, it's, a, it's a great answer. And I'm so glad you've touched on a heap of points I'm very passionate about as well. Like you're, you're so right. Like those, I believe to the most, you know, for, for the most part, people are doing the best they know. And, you know, if people know better, they'll do better. And no one wants to feel lousy. No one wants to be labeled like that. And uh, that's why I think the work you're doing uh, is so powerful, man, because it's just giving people that uh, new awareness of what's possible, what they can actually do, how to process emotion more effectively. Um, so in saying all that, Lockie, like, What's your idea? And and I'm talking about men specifically, but this is very like, you know, this interview is very relevant to women as well. Um, Talking about men a lot because you're obviously a men's coach. Um, Just out of curiosity, do you work with women as well? I have worked with women. I've actually just finished, yeah, two weeks ago, finished up with a uh, female client. I do, but it's, it's something I'm sort of still steering further away from. Just, I just find, I think in the future, I'd love to do just workshops where they both get to come together so I can help them understand each other's positioning. Yep. Um, yep. And I'm working with a couple at the moment, but I think, you know, as I continue to grow and, and expand, it's, it's just really demand because when I, when I, when I picture myself, if I had kids right, and I was in a relationship where I was talking about all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. prior and I'm like, if I had kids, I would have been this angry, resentful dude who wouldn't have known how to communicate with his kids, probably would have been yelling and screaming all the time like I always did, probably would have been drunk. And I'm like, there's so many men out there like that and they're not, I don't see them as bad people. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they have bad habits, right? And yeah. I, don't want, I don't want men to go home and, you know, who, because so, there are men who go out there and um, physically abuse their partners, right? They mm-hmm. might even physically abuse their kids. And that to me is just it's a fucking terrible act, mm-hmm. but they're hurting and there's something that they need to deal with. So I feel if, if I can just help men, I know it's going to, you know, have that ripple effect into families as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I can't help everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to focus on, you know, the pain point that I had, which was who I was as a person. Whereas I know I, I know I hurt a lot of women in the past. I know mm-hmm. I've hurt a lot of mates. I know I've been a prick. So if I can just have that, that part and really just talk to the men, then I don't have to change my languaging. I can be, my authentic self rather than trying to resonate with women. And I get messages from ladies all the time saying, can you work with my husband? I'm like, I'd love to, but when the time's right, like he's got to message me, you can't force him to change or he's going to be even more resentful because you're yep. telling him he's got a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great insights, man. And so, so in saying all that, um, what do you believe makes uh, a great man? Like you've, you've touched on some things already, like being authentic, um, you know, in today's world, how can men like any men listening to this and say women who might have sons or, you know, brothers, whatever, uh, and they've got to give them advice. How can they steer them in a direction that is, uh, like being a beneficial presence on the planet, essentially. It's a deep question. I get it. Yeah. I was curious if you're That's a phenomenal question. Mm. So well, like, so for yourself, like, let's break yeah. it down even further. So again, going to your own experience of, 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm so grateful and people talk, because I, I spoke to a, a mum last week and she was like, my 20-year-old son, da, da, da. And I was like, I was doing similar things and I, I know parents care, you know, about, you know, if kids are going to, in, in this example, like take their own life and do all that sort of stuff. And from my own experience, you know, my mum, my parents were both amazing in the fact that mum knew I was doing heaps of stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And she just let me walk my own path. She offered advice all the time, but she, and she obviously did what most parents do and get ground you and do all that sort of stuff. But never once was she just like, you're a fuck up. Like she mm. allowed me to mm. continuously make my own mistakes until I realized there's more to it. And I think um, one thing, and the reason why I started the Man at Cam project was when I was in Europe at Christmas, I was like, what would be the one thing that would have changed my life so much earlier? And that would have been, exposing myself to an environment environment of men that from all walks of life so I could connect with you know successful people so that I could connect with young people who are going through what I'm going through so I could connect to the 70 year old man and hear their stories and see that we're all going through similar shit no matter how we perceive them because when I was lost and if I was talking to my son or my kid I would want them to be in that environment because you realize we've all got the same struggles. We're all going through the same stuff. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside or what it looks like on Instagram, Mm -hmm. right? There's that, that, there's that need for community and there's that need for, to be in an environment where you're going to be challenged and you feel like you belong. And as men, we really struggle to do that now because we're not connected anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Where we're, we're sitting in a, in a room drinking beer, talking about footy, talking about women, talking about work, but we're never actually talking about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for the, you know, the people listening, it would be trying to get in some kind of environment. And that's why I think what you're doing here with the podcast is incredible because it's a tool. You can pass mm-hmm. it on and it's not pushing it saying you need help. It's like, Hey, I just listened to this cool episode and they were talking about X, Y, Z. I think you might get a lot out of it. Have a listen to it or, you know, an Instagram post, have a read of this. Like it's a really non, forceful way of exposing people to something different because i think so where i was going with that was when i was you know when i'd come back and i was working as a chippy i was like i'm never going to be able to be the person that i you know deep down i was saying before i felt like i was here for something bigger and i could do something but i just thought because i was living in Toowoomba in a small town and um i didn't have a network of like you know successful people i was never going to to be able to be that person so i just thought it was like well these guys got lucky the luck of the draw mm-hmm. but you can create your environment right and that's what you know why the man that can is i want people to be able to understand that hey your network can completely change your life and your or your environment can completely change your life and you can change your environment whenever you like mm-hmm. which wow. is powerful so, so that was sort of all over the place but <laughs> stuff is coming in into the head at, at all points i love it good flow good flow um, so, so, so kind of revisiting the question, I'm, I'm curious to, f- for yourself, like as yep. far as like an energy showing up every single day, how do you sort of look at your life and say, okay, to be the best version of myself, to be a really like beneficial presence. I love that kind of term beneficial presence on the planet. How do I show up? And, and let's imagine that young guys asking you that question. Um, or a younger version of yourself is asking you that question and you're going to give yeah. them advice. Yeah. Two, three things they could yeah. do in a day. Yeah. To, yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. 
I think um, being your authentic self and find out what that is. So obviously, you know, when, so that's the part of the question I forgot to answer before, like what's, right. what is your um, definition of a man or, or whatever that was, was mm-hmm. I think it's being authentic to who you are. There's, mm-hmm. I feel as long as you can um, be true to yourself and be, you know, really enjoy your own presence and then also be compassionate and empathetic to those around you. And I guess just come from a place where you want people to actually achieve all the stuff that they want and whatever that looks like to you as a, as a dude mm-hmm. um, is where you want to go. So for me, and I'm, I'm not perfect every day and there's definitely days where I don't feel like I'm showing up as my best self and I'm having that mental battle. So I want to make sure I get that clear. So people don't mm-hmm. just go, oh, I'll do this and I'll be sweet forever. Yep, it doesn't yep, work like that it. for me. Um, for me, I make sure I've got like exercise has to be a non-negotiable because if I feel, feel strong and if I know I've moved my body, then I know I'm going to feel more confident in who I am. Right. And it mm-hmm. also helps me have progress. And when I feel like I'm progressing, I feel like I'm, you know, adding value to myself, if not, you know, other people, mm-hmm. uh, then morning routine, like my morning routines are non-negotiable or it's a part of all of that. So how I prep myself for the day, um, I have to read. I have to feel like I'm growing. So yep. it's reading or podcast, whatever it is. But for me, it's reading because if I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my gratitudes and affirmations. So my affirmations are generally three things that I'm really trying to embody and grow into. Okay. And then I'll look at my diary for the day and set my intention. So generally, I won't do any more than three coaching clients a day. And I'll make sure I have my intention set for how I want them to walk away from that interaction. Mm-hmm. I also then make sure that I cover every interaction that I have, I don't have like a hierarchy and that's something I, I, I feel we do. And I definitely do. I always have a hierarchy, which whether it's because of how I'm conditioned. So I try to be mindful that there is no hierarchy that I, you know, I talk to the bin man just as kindly and as intensively as I would, you know, someone who could potentially blow my business up or something like that. Does that make sense? So I, I make sure that I remind myself of that daily because it's really easy to be like, Oh, I can get something from them. And well, that's, for me, so I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. Okay, so that's um, really interesting. Sorry, this has happened to that a bit more. So, what did you say? Yeah. There's no hierarchy. Yeah. Of, okay. Of people, so I feel yeah. as men, we're trying to, and as people, we're we're trying to climb the ladder. We want to have the power, mm-hmm. right? But we we get to also choose who has the power. Mm-hmm. And the moment you know, to me, I was actually talking about this at the beach before. I was like, it's isn't it interesting now with Instagram how people who have look good in bikinis have a lot of power and a lot of influence. But if you were to have a conversation with maybe in, I'm not going to pull a statistic, but I feel them, they probably wouldn't add much value to, to me. Mm-hmm. And I get that. So that's the world we live in, but I also go, okay, well have Imagine if Instagram was a platform and I know it's never going to happen, but where everyone had equal influence and equal power. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, everyone has a right to influence in whatever they're, they're good at. So, you know, for me, I don't care so much about that. That's gone off topic, but mm-hmm. I want to make sure that everyone who has a conversation with me walks away going, holy shit, that guy was fully invested and he's asked me questions that I've never even thought about myself. And I don't mm-hmm. care. And I don't care whether it's literally the guy who drops my, my packages off once or twice a week or whether it's, you know, someone who I'm going into a business meeting with, I treat everyone equally. And I, that's not something that comes naturally to me. That's something that I have to remind myself of a lot mm-hmm. because it's easy when and especially for me over the last sort of six months as my business is really and my brand's really built momentum i've noticed 
notice myself doing that. And I don't do it deliberately. It just, you know, it just happens. And I don't want to, I want to be really mindful of as, you know, things continue to progress. I don't become someone who, you know, wouldn't give myself five years ago the time of day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I, I love that. I love that. Always, um, <clears throat> always act like you're a beginner. Yeah. Have the mindset of humility. So that's huge. You hear so many successful people, true successful people saying that, like always act like you're a student, always be the one sitting in the back of the room. Key mentalities. I, I really, really admire those. Um, <clears throat> you, you spoke about, you know, how, that kind of stereotypical image of a man, like maybe being at the pub and all that good stuff. Um, it, it kind of gets labeled as in that they might be having toxic conversations, but you know, like you said yourself, you've had some great conversations hanging out in particular environments. Um, I just want to really shed some light on like the power of conversation for men uh, and actually processing emotion um, you know, I, I heard, I, I think you read Lewis Howes. I seem to remember you having a post up Lewis yeah. Howes book, Mask of Masculinity. And in that book, I remember he, he speaks about a study, I believe it was in Germany where they surveyed men and women. Uh, and they kind of came to the conclusion, uh, pretty broadly that women talk, men die. And, uh, because of this, so much unprocessed emotion, which is, and it's a true thing because, you know, emotions are a chemical reaction in the body. The chemical doesn't get processed, builds up and up and up ends up in a disease. So really shine some light on the power of having conversations and how guys can start doing that. Um, and what should guys be talking about more of, do you believe? That's a great question. I think what's really going on, I think, um, and it, it takes one, literally it'll take one man to put his hand up to open that, you know, whether you say open a space or, However, it is, but if you, what I've noticed from our events, at the first four, there it was really hard for men to open up, and now it's like a waterfall. You might have one guy to share something, and then it's just a waterfall of guys sharing mm -hmm. what they're going through. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, I think, and one of my clients the other day, he went for a lunch with his mate, and he just told him how he was working with me and what he was working on, and all of a sudden. In, he, my client didn't even realize this his mates go oh well, man i'm dealing with this and all of it i was like mate you realize you just gave him permission to share what's really going on mm -hmm. and so by learning to ask better questions so rather than saying how are you going because you can say good mm -hmm. say what's the greatest thing that's happened to you this week and you know even when i say that i'm like that sounds goofy like from where i've come from a question like that but learning to ask better questions will give you better answers Mm -hmm. or will open up the floor for someone to really, you know, talk about what's going on. And or even yep. if you put yourself in, I feel the reason why um, I get to have a lot of these conversations is because I share everything that's going on in my life. I've shared everything that's happened. And I'm always the first to, you know, put, you know, put my hand up and share something when stuff's not going right in my life because I haven't nailed it. I'm still not perfect and I still have a lot of challenges and struggles and limiting beliefs and stuff like that. But I'm like every other man, I'm trying to, talk about it, get some different perspectives and break through it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, to answer your question, I think as men, if we can learn to ask better questions, so literally you can Google questions. Now, mm -hmm. I've done that. I've read a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That yeah, is an incredible tool for learning to communicate better. Mm -hmm. And then 
go in with the mindset that there's no stupid questions. If you feel this burning desire to know something about someone, ask the question. Mm-hmm. Because how many times have you walked away from a conversation going, I wish I knew that about that person. I wish I actually understood that a bit better. If you don't understand something, ask. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get the answers unless you ask. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like a mate struggling, ask. Mm-hmm. If you feel like they're lying, ask. Like, it, the art of communication is simple. We just overcomplicate it. Yep. I think, you know, and, and one of the other things, and I say this to the gentlemen that come to the events, I'm like, you don't have to wait once a month to come to one of these events. You can grab anyone's number here or grab your mate's number and go for a coffee and just go, right, oh, today's, today's challenge for me, my intention for this meeting or this coffee with my mate or this beer or this burger is to have a connected conversation. Yeah, talk about footy, talk about sport, talk about whatever. But when was the last time you asked about your mate's children or his partner? Mm-hmm. Guarantee most dudes don't have a response for that. Yeah. And, and when you start doing that, you start getting invested in a relationship and you start going, fuck, we're legit mates now. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, you actually have something deeper and richer in common. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I love that. Great, great insights there. Um, so you kind of touched on this before. and Obviously, this is the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. I'm all about helping people develop the mentality so they can actually go and pursue their purpose. Um, I asked this question to all my guests. And again, you did touch on this before, but um, I want to go a bit deeper on it. Do you believe everyone on earth has the capacity and the ability to go out there and choose a purpose for their life and have a purpose for life if that's what they really want to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think when I said it before, I don't believe everyone will live their purpose. That's But right. I believe everyone has the ability. I think it's putting it into context. Yep. Like what a purpose is just something that's bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that gets you up out of bed and literally that, for a while could be pursuing a purpose, like trying to find out what your purpose is, but there's probably different things you could do to find a purpose. If you're solely looking for purpose, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking for happiness and fulfillment in your day, start doing stuff that provides that and you're going to find things that you enjoy that you're going to find things that you don't enjoy. You're going to meet people that you're like, this person seems like my best mate already. And you're going to meet people that you're like, never want to see you again. Mm-hmm. So I think if you choose to focus on what can make you happy right now and what can, you know, you can enjoy right now, you're going to get much, much closer to finding your purpose than if you're purely just pursuing your purpose. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's good, man. I, I love that. And I, I totally agree. Uh, I, you know, humans have this capacity, the gift of foresight where we get to, we can sit down and we can plan something out. We can come up with something and we can go and connect ourselves to that. You know, the capacity to forward think and forward plan is something that kind of separates us from, as far as we know, all other animals. Um, And I think the more people use that capacity, the richer their life will be. So I I totally resonate with what you're saying there. And everyone has the ability. And that's the thing. Like, I'm nothing special. None of us, we're unique. We're not special. There's nothing cooler or more unique about myself that other men don't have. Mm. We all have the ability. It's just whether you're willing to put the work in. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. five years ago, I thought I was dumb as dog shit outside of sport. Like, I legitimately believe that. Mm-hmm. I thought I was fucked. And now I couldn't be further from that belief. Wow. Wow. Because I was willing to put the work in. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So that really uh, uh, brings me to another question. So how did you develop that belief in yourself? So you thought you were, you know, so far removed from being intelligent. <laughs> and now you've developed this, this knowledge and you're now educating people. You've kind of completely flipped the, flipped the, uh, or turn the tides there. So how have you done that as far as building that belief and as far as actually getting the, the knowledge? I hated myself. That was the, the tr I hated myself so much that it was like my, so a bit of the backstory was like I was consuming that many recreational drugs. There was points where I was like, I didn't give a fuck if I woke up mm -hmm. and that was probably that, that lowest point. So it was either, carry on like that or shift mm -hmm. and how I shifted. And I'm super grateful. A good mate of mine, um, Tommy Crockett, who I was just playing footy with, he gave me a book. I uh, sorry, Andy gave me a book called the four agreements. Mm. And I read that book and I hated it. It was boring, but I learned a lot from it. And when I finished <laughs> it, I had that belief. I was like, Holy shit, this book, and this book is you know tiny. Mm. I was like, I learned so much from that. Imagine what else I can learn if I continue reading. Cause I didn't read, like I never read. I didn't enjoy reading. And then all of a sudden, because I was desperate to change, I think the fact that I was learning and I was like, oh, one book gave me that much knowledge. What else can I learn? And then I started just continually reading and I started personal development. So it's helped me improve my vocabulary, how I articulate things. Um, it's given me different perspectives on the world, on myself. And every time I read a book, there's a lot of stuff that I never use, but there's also one thing. If I can get one thing, it helps me, you know, change myself. And I guess the knowledge I've, people try to find the right thing before they start where I've just gone and I failed. So if you, and I guess why I'm so grateful for Instagram is I've documented my whole journey from day one. It's all there. So if you scroll back to the very beginning, you can see the dude I was mm -hmm. and you can watch me. Then you can see me starting to write quote posts and you can see me set my first video where I can't speak and I mumble and I'm in my yellow high vis at work. And, um, you know, then I start trying to, do you know different kinds of videos and i try to start articulating things in different ways and that's all i've ever done and i know i don't everything i read and every time i have a breakthrough for myself personally i get on the video and i share that because i want to put it in my own words and that's all i ever do mm -hmm. i learn shit and i continue reading and i continue to try to challenge myself to be better and see things from a different perspective and then i'll share it mm -hmm. and that's you know all the knowledge that i've got is from reading Mm -hmm. or from having conversations because it's even from this i've learned so much from how well you ask questions and i'm like i want to ask some of these questions mm -hmm. thank you so yeah I, I i shifted that just from the burning desires like i didn't want to keep waking up feeling like shit and i was like that one book and this is why i give so many people gift i gift books mm -hmm. is because I, one book changed my life literally that book changed my life mm -hmm. wow. and it wasn't what was in it it was the fact that i read it and i got through it and that just lit that candle to be like, all right, if I can learn from one book, I can learn from another one. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So you, you, you had the burning desire to change first of all, and then you had the, you just kept showing up. You kept showing up, you kept committing and you just came from the mentality. Yeah. One, even, even one idea can just move you that step further, step further. And you just had that yeah. like, like repetitions in the gym just, and, and that's really, Awesome you broke that down because I, I think a lot of people are hearing about transformation, all these incredible things, and they just think one day it's just going to all happen and you're going to feel purposeful, but it is a journey, and I'm so glad that you've kind of laid that out. So thanks for that. Um, 
out of curiosity, what is the book you've gifted the most? Is it the four agreements? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because that and and it's actually funny. So I gifted the four agreements because it was the perfect book for me for where I was. So I bought, I think I bought fifty copies last year, and I've given them all away. Um, mm. But now I'm going to start. One thing I want to start shifting is because I feel like I have read so many books in so many different areas. I want to start gifting books to people, which I think will benefit them most rather than just being like, here's a program. It's here. It's a program. So that's been a really cool learning um, experience for me because I've gifted that book, which changed my life. And some people have been like, that was horrendous. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So I think there's been a lot of learning just even in that for me, that it's like, okay, well, I do feel I have the ability to, have read or I've read enough books to realize I could probably match them up a bit better to really be meaningful rather than just sort of getting lazy and be like, oh, here's a book, here's a book, here's a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Very powerful, man. Um, so apart from books, obviously you've had mentors, you were having a lot of conversations, powerful conversations with some amazing people. Has there been one standout person who's been a real mentor in your life, Lockie? Mm. To be honest, it would be my parents. And I know it sounds weird, but like I've no. learned. From, and when I, when I reflect, like I've had a, a lot of, can I, talk, can I talk about that? Or would you prefer like people that have actually invested in? No, no, life? no, please. It's what, whatever's, whatever's true. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I feel like um, they've taught me so many lessons. And, just from, and this is where I go back to learning from other people's experiences rather than your own, having to live that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've learned so many great things from them and also so many things that I don't want in my life. Mm-hmm. So being able to have that and see it up close and see how it, how it is behind closed doors is incredible. And you can't get that from a lot of, you know, even mentors, like people who come to me and I'm completely honest with people. It's like, you can follow all my actions, but if you don't know my, understand my physiology, how I think, how I act behind the scenes, why I do things like it's going to be really hard for you to replicate the results. Mm-hmm. But being able to literally spend, you know, the first 17 years of my life seeing my parents every day, I've learned some fucking incredible things. So mm-hmm. it has to be them for sure. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, so you, said, you touched on before about some of your daily rituals as far as, you know, you said your exercise without fail. That's pretty much your oxygen. You've said you've got yep. um, your morning ritual that you do. You're, you're reading affirmations, you're learning. A lot of people I talk to, because I'm a huge fan of every single one of those things, uh, a lot of people I talk to would look at those, because I understand you meditate as well. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I was about to yep. touch there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of people look at those particular things, they would call them soft, they would call them, uh, you know, waste of time. How do you go about telling people to start incorporating these, these things in their life? Well, it depends what, like how badly they want the result, right? If you mm-hmm. want to be financially successful, there's going to be things that you have to do that you probably don't do or you think it's weird, right? Like mm-hmm. learning how to manage your money, learning how to save, learning how to invest. Mm-hmm. It's the same with if you want to be fucking emotionally, if you want to improve your emotional intelligence and improve your confidence and your mental and emotional health, mm-hmm. these are things you have to do. It doesn't yeah. matter how you view or perceive them. That's it. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the same with nutrition. It's like people or diets. People go, I want to look jacked and da da da, but I don't want to count calories and I don't want to eat well and I still want to drink beers on the weekends. It's like, well, good fucking luck. 
Yep. Like that's legitimately it. It's, it's as blunt as that. If you want the result, do the work. Mm-hmm. And these are a few of the things, you know, you might like meditation. Mm-hmm. What is it you don't like med- about meditation? I can't sit still and practice my own thoughts. All right, well, let's try a different kind of meditation. That's it. Like people, people want the results and people want the great confidence and the great emotional health and the great mental health, but they're not, they look at something as sissy. It's like, have you ever done it? No. Yeah, that's it. It's just that's got it. the yogi vibe around it. We'll change how you perceive it. Right? Like it's, and then, yeah, I used to, so when I first started coaching, I was like, oh, you could try implementing this. And then I was like, well, wait, I do all this shit. That's why I have a better, better understanding of my mental and emotional health because I sit there and I meditate. I used to think it was weird. And I still think, well, people probably think I'm weird and a yogi, but I'm like, I'm just a dude who values my health enough to prioritize it. Mm-hmm. Gratitudes, I definitely think it's weird and it's like perceived as soft, but it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just a man that actually values my emotional health. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, be a great role model for the next generation, for my children, for my partner and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Do I necessarily like doing it every day? No, mm-hmm. I don't. There's days where I'd rather get up early and go for a surf and not have to wait 20 minutes to do my routine. Yep. But I do it because I prioritize it because I don't want to, I've been in a shit state. All of us mm-hmm. have at some mm-hmm. point in our life. And these are just things that I'm not saying I, you're never going to have that, that poor mindset again or those, those down days. You still do. But this is just a way that I found for me that gives me the best chance to show up as my best self. Because mm-hmm. people go straight on to, you know, straight to the doctor and it's like, well, how's your nutrition? How's your sleep? How's your exercise? How's your, you know, your routines and rituals to work on impacting your mind? Mm-hmm. They'll go, oh, I don't, haven't slept well for ages. I'm just drinking 10 coffees a day. Now I'm eating a lot of sugar. I don't have a morning routine. It was like, all right, well, how about we start there first? But that's mm-hmm. not a quick fix. And people want to get out of pain really fast. But it's prevention. Like all of these, you know, gratitudes, affirmations, visualization, meditation, exercise, they're a prevention strategy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, they're all tools. So. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's all right. They're all yeah. tools. So it's just like, you know, we've both been carpenters. Yeah. Um, and it's like you've got your nail bag and you've got particular tools that you carry up on the roof with you. And, uh, you know, you don't want too much shit in your nail bag, but you want to make sure that you do have specific tools for the job that you're trying to complete. So all these little Correct. things are tools you clip in there and you can go and get the job done more effectively. And I say to people, because I also hear the flip side where people are making these rituals their life and they're like, oh, you know, I didn't do my meditation. So I'm, you know, falling behind today. I'm not as good. And they make the they become so obsessed with rituals, but the rituals yep. are the means to the end. And they're, they're like your, um, your conditioning to actually go out and do your mission. And, and that, that's the way I see them. And they're incredible. You know, everything you're saying, it's, it's so true. It's they're things that have been tried and tested, like things like meditation have been around for thousands of years and there's a reason they've lasted. And, you know, we kind of yeah. live in a time in history where we can see enough kind of evidence of what works well for humans and so people need to kind of open their minds and be willing to give new things a go. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I would ask yourself if you're one of those men who are like, that is, it's soft, it's wussy. It's like, where'd you get, where'd you adopt that belief from? Because mm-hmm. you, you're the one holding on to it. You can change that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So man. We've got all the beliefs that we've got. That's it. Yeah. We weren't, certainly weren't born with them. We picked them up somewhere. 
Um, yeah, exactly. So, Lockie, I want to ask you, uh, this, is, this is a bit of a deeper question. Again, I like to kind of go a bit deep. Um, yep. So, if I could ma- wave a magic wand and, you know, fast forward time and you were able to have the greatest impact possible, doing the work you love, inspiring the world in, in the greatest way you feel, you know, possible and called to do. Yep. How would the world look different and how would be sh- people be showing up different as a consequence of that? Wow. <laughs> that is an unbelievable question. I feel men would be more emotionally connected and mm. As a, the, the, the root cause would be, I just want men to stop committing suicide, simply mm-hmm. put. So male suicide would definitely decrease. Mm-hmm. A ripple effect of that would be children would have their dads around for longer. Partners would have emotionally connected conversations and relationships that continue to thrive. And I think, you know, the ripple effect of that is astronomical because men, men have such an important role in society. That's been forgotten. We're not mm-hmm. just the fucking breadwinner and the provider. Mm-hmm. We we need to be there to bring that masculine energy. And obviously ladies can have masculine energy as well, but we, we serve a big purpose and that's been shut off because we've forgotten how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, we're taking our own lives and the ripple effect of that isn't generally very good, is it? So no. if I, you know, if I can change the world in one way, it'd be to stop male suicide and the ripple effect, the positive ripple effect of that would be having, you know, solid families and communities again where men are really contributing in a way that's more meaningful than money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so powerful, man. I love a great impact to be, to be, uh, you know, working toward. And I'm certain you are through the conversations you're having, you've already, you know, impacted so many lives and, uh, it's going to, it's going to continue to build and I'm excited to see you progress further. Um, Appreciate that. so, uh, you know, we've we got to wind up before. It looks like your shoulder's about to burst into flames there, brother. Yeah. Um, no, it, feels nice. <laughs> it feels nice. I was thinking the barley yeah. sun's probably cooking you. Yeah, it is. I was going <laughs> to look- even tan. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, you know, so many more questions uh, I'd love to, love to chat to you about, but I want to be respectful of your time, man. Um, I, I just want to thank you for, for coming on here and sharing your insights with us. Thank you for the way you show up in the world. Thank you for the, um, you know, caring enough about men to do the work you do and, uh, you know, leave your comfort zone because, you know, it's not necessarily comfortable going out there and, uh, you know, doing something new like shooting videos and creating content. It's, it requires stepping up in a new way. So thank you for the way you show up. Uh, Thank you for, yeah, just caring about the world enough. So, because, you know, my children are going to be here long after I'm here and uh, they'll be impacted by the work you do as well, man. So, thanks very much. Appreciate that. And, mate, right back at you, man, because you're, you're the one who's, you know, it's a lot going on in your life at the moment. You're making the time to sit down with myself. You've prepared, you've asked incredible questions. That, that last one I've never been asked before. So, for me, that's made it all worth it, you know, and what you're doing is exactly the same, mate. Like, you're an incredible person. The way you show up and the consistency is, it's a ripple effect. I appreciate it, And man. your family and children are going to be proud and I, I feel grateful to be a part of your journey. Oh, thank you, man. I really do appreciate that. Now, just to wind up, I've got, I've got um, one last little question for you that might 
you know, cause us to dig a bit deeper again. But first of all, I want to, I want to get people to follow your work and follow what you're up to. So what's the best way for people to do that? Facebook, Instagram, Instagram for sure. Yeah. Yep. I'm so super active on that. So it's yep. at Lachlan Stewart. So S T U A R T or the man that can project Perfect. So either or, but I'm more active on my personal page. No worries. And do you have a website for that as well? Yep. The man that can project.com. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 Both, both phenomenal so they're pages. My, they're on my, Instagram. Uh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I'll say yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that works. That works, man. So this last question, again, this is to really help people understand the impact you're committed to having and, and understand, you know, what you're about. So I want you to imagine that you got a call from Mark Zuckerberg or whoever owns Instagram or Facebook nowadays. <clears throat> I don't keep up with all that stuff, but they gave you an opportunity and they said that you'd been selected to get your message out to billions of people, but you only had 10 wow. minutes. You only had 10 minutes to come up with a message. What is, what would that message be off the top of your head right now? You are enough. That's probably my, my last Instagram post is you are enough. It's like we all have the tools, resources, everything we need inside us to, to make it happen. We all have the, you know, that motivation switch we need. It's, it's all there. Mm-hmm. We just got to want to want to action it. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that would be, that would be it. And I would be also seeking help doesn't mean you're broken. It just means you're ready for an update. Mm. So, so many men, we stay stagnant because we're like, I can't put my hand up and ask for help. There's something wrong with me. And that's the perception we've all been given rather than being like, every time I ask for help, I ask for help every day because yep. I want to get better and I want to fast track it. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why people come to myself and you is because they want to fast track it. And it's not because they're broken. They just want to improve themselves. That's right. Man, great, great answers. Thank you so much. Again, thanks so much for your time, brother. I really appreciated connecting with you. It was great to know you on a new level and I look forward to connecting with you more in the future. Likewise, man. I really, really once again value you and appreciate your time. Good on you, Lockie. Thanks for having me on. There you have it, my friends. I hope you got incredible value from today's interview. Be sure to follow the work that our incredible guest today is doing. Okay, get amongst it, guys. They are up to big things. Before we wrap up, guys, I want to take a minute to acknowledge you. Sincerely, I want you to feel this. I, I acknowledge you for being someone who values their life enough to invest the time to listen to this audio. I want you to get the most value out of this. So again, be sure to, to apply what you learn. Be sure to share what you learned with other people. Share this interview out with the people you care about. You know, a few years back, I... I used to immerse myself in listening to podcasts. I used to listen to three, four podcasts a day as I was working a job that wasn't necessarily that inspiring to me, but I did it. And it's a dream come true for me to be here interviewing people nowadays. And you having you here supports me in my dream. So that's why I'm really so grateful for you being here. Uh, and I want to I support you even further. I want to give you the opportunity again. Head over to iamnashmackie.com. I want you to be part of our, our next guest interviews coming up. I want to be, you to be part of our community. So head over to imnashmackie.com, subscribe. Also claim your free one-on-one strategy session. I'm really so excited to connect with you and help you build a powerful identity. Guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. 
I look forward to bringing you another incredible guest interview. Thank you for joining me for the Thoughts on Purpose podcast.